Listening Dog Media. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Offside Rule. We get it. Brought to you by a Wolves fan, a Manchester United fan, and a Liverpool fan. Oh, hello and welcome to the Offside Rule We Get It podcast recorded live from Soccer X. This is a new thing for us this season in two ways, because one, it's our first live recording of a podcast, but two, it's the first time that Kate, Haley, and I this season have all been together, isn't it? Yeah, and we're never normally this fancy. We're, we've normally got no makeup on, hair scraped back, tracksuit bottoms. So this is, it's a shame you can't see us listening to the podcast because we, we don't scrub up too badly. You honest, scrub up very well. To be honest, we're normally in someone's living room or bedroom. We've even done it from my daughter's bedroom and underneath a desk. Before. We did once do a podcast underneath a desk in an office, it's true. So we've gone up in the world. We're at Manchester Central Soccer X. This is how it feels four seasons in. Uh, we surpassed over 300,000 downloads in 2015. We also were the winners of Best Football Podcast at the Football Blogging Awards, which were also held here in Manchester. Woo-hoo. Kate still is holding on to the trophy and certificate. <laughs> Share, please. I'm not going to give her any of the winnings at all, basically. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hang on to those for my toilet. <laughs> they're in the toilet. Oh, yeah. they're great. Um, we'd love to say a big thank you as well to Audio Boom, who we've been working with for the past few seasons. Audio Boom have a stand here, number 199. If you would like to start a podcast, if you love your football and you'd like to talk about it more, do something similar to what we've been doing. They are a great support network and uh, they really have been a big pioneer of what we've been doing. So a big thank you to them. Uh, this is what we're going to talk about on this week's podcast. So players that their manager hates to admit they can't do without. There's a couple of obvious ones and a couple not so obvious. So we'll talk through our our pickings, but if you want to get in touch, you can and let us know the players that you think their managers reluctantly choose week after week because they can't do without them. So that's at OffsideRollPod on Twitter. Um, That's topic number one. We'll also talk about footballers in strange places. You've been walking around here. I bet you've made some celeb spots already. But where in the wackiest place in the world have you seen footballers and thought, what are they doing there? How did I come across that? Apparently, Jurgen Klopp was giving it large at a Robbie Williams concert last night. I don't know if that's true. He's going to be on Monday Night Football for Sky. 
bit of a contrast. He was having a bit more fun at the Robbie Williams concert. I'd like to imagine which song he was losing it to the most. And perhaps if he could tweet us in, I nearly lost it when Robbie put Angels on. You know, <laughs> She's the that. one. Yeah. Yeah. I think as well, Roberto Martinez, there might be a bit of a dance-off <gasps> competition. Do you remember when he was caught at the concert? I love him. Boogieing away. Yeah. Down with the kids. Very much down with the kids. <laughs> uh, topic number three is our very much interactive one. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so please do tweet us. I nearly lost it when. What's happened to you in a footballing capacity where you just nearly lost the plot? Could be in a good way, could be in a bad way. We've got quite a few of those. I know that you'll both have some examples too. Apart from losing most of my possessions, often. I lose it a lot, kind of when I get angry about situations in football, I do lose it a lot. And then we laugh a lot as well, don't we? We do get the giggles quite a bit too. You might have some of that during this podcast. Um, players their manager hates to admit they can't do without. Let's get into topic one then. And starting off, um, I would like Hayley to begin. You always do. I always mm. come to you first. Um, players that you think that the manager thinks, you know what, if I had any other option, I'd go with that. <laughs> However, they're Mr. Reliable. Okay. Well, Liverpool definitely did without him. They did pretty well without him. He'd have liked to have done better, but... At Liverpool and AC Milan, he was a complete flop. It is, of course, Mario Bellatelli. We love talking about him because he provides us with the entertainment that we love, that the papers love. But who'd have thought, following that move to Nice, he'd have done as well as he has done. Four goals in three games. And this is a man after that disastrous World Cup 2014, frozen out of the side, could actually get back into the Italy team. Now, he could be on target for a recall. So from that dramatic transfer on his way out for free on transfer deadline day, he's back scoring goals, back to his best, completely sold out of his shirts in the club shop. There's a bar in Nice that have named shots after him. And all the kids over 18 are heading down and doing shots named the Balotelli. I'd like them to rename the bar to Baratelli. Maybe they would, they would. Yeah, it is slightly worrying that, that he, he's a role model. But as long as he's a role model at the moment for these kids for the right reasons, then that is fine by me. But yeah, completely sold out of his shirts. Um, kids are turning up to training just to go and watch him. So he's loving life at the moment. We are very happy about that because Mario Balotelli used to get us through season after season on this podcast, didn't he? We love mentioning him, the T-shirts, the fireworks off the balcony in Manchester. So many more stories to come from Balotelli. I'm glad he's making a return that he's going to be back, reluctantly being picked by the Italy manager, but has mm. to. If he's scoring the goals, why not? Kate? When you've got a legend at the club, but that legend's 35 and knocking on a bit, and you'd hope that you had lots of other options if you were a, a hugely rich, successful club, you'd be a little bit hesitant to pick John Terry, who at 35 shouldn't need to play every game for Chelsea. He shouldn't be playing every game for Chelsea if he wants to prolong his career any more than he already has done. Yet Conte's in that position where he can't do without Terry. First four games uh, in the league that he started this season, Chelsea fared well. He's been out for three games, two of them Premier League games. It's gone disastrously badly. And despite the other defenders around, obviously he had that great central defensive partnership with Cahill, but you've got, you know, Ivanovic there. You've got Zuma coming through as well. You should be able to last without Terry. Chelsea should have a plan, right, without Terry. At the moment, there doesn't seem to be a plan. And every time a manager comes in at Chelsea, even when Mourinho came back for the second time, you thought, is he going to last this manager's tenure yeah. but he has every single one and he still gets his contract renewed so definitely a player that they rely on quite heavily yeah. 
I'm going to chip in with Jesse Marsh is the manager of New York Red Bulls. So if you like your MLS football, then you will be way on my wavelength here when I talk about a top MLS goal scorer who I believe Jesse Marsh would love it to be an American player. Wouldn't the MLS like to produce another Landon Donovan, another player that the world can sit up and take notice and say, actually, the MLS is a league to keep an eye on. However, what happens is their star player is none other than former Charlton player, former Southampton player, former Manchester City player in this part of the world. Bradley Wright Phillips is the star MLS player for New York Red Bulls. Now, I think reluctantly, he knows I have to pick him. He's broken records this season. He's the top goal scorer in a single season. He also surpassed the record that was um, set by Juan Pablo Angel in the MLS. This is Bradley Wright Phillips. So I think Jesse Marsh is thinking, that's a, a player I hate to pick. I wish it was an American, but I'll pick Bradley Wright Phillips because he keeps getting the goals. I get that, but do you not think the MLS is more interested in having kind of a worldwide audience? And so therefore, it doesn't matter who that star player is, although admittedly, it's not the star player. He's not a Thierry Henry, is he? But do you not think for them, it's more about, I mean, yes, of course, it's about promoting homegrown talent in America, but, but are they realistically at that point where they've got star players that the whole world's going to be talking about? I don't think so. They're not yet there yet. And yes, it can happen. Of course it can. And there will no doubt be a David Beckham version in the MLS, homegrown talent in the future years. Oh, I think, I think right Bradley now? Wright Phillips would be happy with that comparison. <laughs> a David Beckham version. I don't Beckham think he's going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think from an English point of view, it's great. It's showing that English players can go to the MLS and really succeed. Not only that Irish, we saw how well Robbie Keane did out in the States, but there aren't that many American players that have come through their own system. And that's what I'm trying to point out is the disappointment from that point of view. What about Jose Mourinho having to pick homegrown talent at Manchester United, despite signing all the big names? And now he can't live without Marcus Rashford. I love him. We all love him. What about... Michael Carrick as well, the, the answer for Mourinho right now. So bringing the best out of Pogba, Pogba's not that deep-lying midfielder. You've got Michael Carrick who can do that. Pogba likes playing with a couple of mates in midfield. Carrick is, is one of those, and he's a steady influence. He might not be the paciest player on the pitch, but he certainly leads by example. And when you saw that Smalling was made captain when Rooney was dropped at the weekend, I don't know why Mourinho didn't give Carrick the captaincy. I thought maybe that would have made a bit more sense. But he likes giving his defenders the captaincy, that's for sure. But maybe Michael Carrick might get that at some point. I'm sure Mourinho is begrudgingly having to start him. Well, I think Michael Carrick's everything probably Mourinho doesn't love about a player in terms of that he's pretty boring, perhaps pretty predictable, but in a, in a good way for me. Why on earth Mourinho hasn't looked at what's going on or what's happened at Manchester United and put a very mature influence as a deep-lying midfielder or even just in front of the defence is beyond me. You know, when, when you've got clear playmakers and personalities like Ibra, you've got Pogba in there as well, who's a very playful player. You need a stabilising influence, if only to shore up a game when they get to the point in the game where they're in the lead and they want to hang on to that lead. So, yeah, for me... Michael Carrick's absolutely that. The player that you don't want to admit that you should be picking. And that is our topic. Topic one, the players that managers hate to admit that they can't do without. Another couple from me. Uh, I've got to mention Wayne Rooney in an England capacity right now. I know that he's heavily being spoken about for Manchester United at the moment. Dropped at the weekend to the bench. Is that a sign of things to come? But when it comes to England performances, as an England manager, he is that player that you reluctantly know he's got to go on the team sheet because he's England's all-time greatest goal scorer. You can't leave him out, can was, you? That was. <laughs> was.
has been. You think is a has been now, yeah, Haley? Get rid of him. But as a manager for England, I do sympathise with them. You can't yeah. leave him on the bench. He has got all the stats that back up that he is good. But then you look at games and he's not scored in the games that have mattered. Yeah. I didn't really mean get rid of him. He can stay. You're taking it back now. In case um, he's listening. <laughs> another one that I'm going to throw in. Yeah, he's wandering around. Is at stall stall one nine nine as we speak. Um, Jack Grealish. I'm just going to mention yeah. Aston Villa's Jack yeah. Grealish. He's been in the papers because he he's obviously troublesome at the moment. <laughs> 21. He's causing a little bit he's of trouble. Only being told. Young. He's just he's just he's just finding his way. Also, <laughs> I like that. I like a kid who breaks out of the usual boring monotony. Oh, you love Jack Wilshire as well, didn't you? In the same. nightclubs. Yeah. Well, I, d I don't necessarily love Jack Wilshire for that. I think Jack's perhaps not interpreted it the right way. But you know, you've got to remember that these are young lads. They have to have some kind of out. And what happens now is, of course, someone's around with a phone snapping out on social media. It must be so claustrophobic for them. He is only 21 years old. He is a talent. But if you're Roberto Di Matteo, and he did start in the last game that I watched, and he, he put in a decent performance, he's the sort of player that's come through the youth system that you think, don't want to let him go somewhere else. He's our wonder kid. If he goes yeah. somewhere else and does really well, so he reluctantly keeps picking him, even though it's not bringing good front or back page news in the Midlands area at the moment. Do you let him go somewhere else? Probably not at the moment. Mm. So Roberto Di Matteo has my sympathy that he He's has to pick Jack the, Grealish. He's uh, poster boy, isn't he, for mm. the club? Yeah. So you'd have to change a lot of marketing as well, which I assume would be quite expensive if you suddenly binned him I'm off. sure there's a lot of people here at Soccer X <laughs> that could tell us about how expensive rebranding is. Topic number two, though, is footballers in strange places. I look around and there's a few smiles because when you've been on your travels, you've done that, haven't you? On a flight somewhere exotic, you've spotted someone at the back of the aircraft. Most of them have their own private aircraft nowadays, yeah. But have the you front, been anywhere yeah. else where you've thought, footballer, strange place, didn't expect to see them there. Uh, we all work in football, we're football journalists, um, so we have seen a few footballers, but how about off the beaten track? I'm wondering about examples. Hayley McQueen, I'm going to start with you. These are stories we can tell or the stories we can't the tell? The stories okay. we can and can't tell. The, the worst thing that ever happened to me, the best thing is when you, when you get to interview David Beckham and he's just so lovely. But the Have worst you seen those press-ups, by the way? Yeah. Mm, yeah. The, the ladies are laughing. They know. They've the already seen. The worst thing that could happen would be if you're on holiday in Miami. I was out working a little bit on the um, training games, of course, before they went off to the World Cup. And I was staying in a, a hotel with a friend of mine, and we'd been out the night before, and I was very hungover. I was in a bikini. This was not a pretty sight at the time. It's important no to know that you were in a bikini yeah. for this. I was sat cross-legged, eating a bowl of chips, and David Beckham walks past, and there was only the two of us around the pool at the time, me and my friend. So there I am, sat there, eating chips, drinking wine. About Did you not fake a drowning living. in the pool? Because I would have done. I put, he, he Kiss of life. Kind of said hello, thinking, please don't recognise me, please don't recognise me, please don't know that I'm here. It was awful. Can I ask you to reenact that hello? Was it like a, hello, I'm going to get back to my chips now? Or was it like a, oh, hi? I, think I probably had chips in my mouth at the time. It just wasn't good. Well, not to compete with David okay. Beckham, seeing you uh, and your friend and you having some eye contact with him. I saw Mikel Arteta in Waterstones. That's one of my a sightings. Footballer in a bookshop? Yeah, reading books. <laughs> Footballers do read books. Wow. There what about go. Stuart Pearce? Loves a bit of music. He was spotted at the very trendy Camden Barfly in front of the indie band Spectre. Why not indeed, Stu? One of my most bizarre encounters with a footballer who was when I was around at my friend's house. Her husband works in football. 
But it was a Saturday morning after we'd been out for a big night the night before. I'd woken up, I had my long flannel pajamas on, big slippers that, that I'd borrowed from her, baggy jumper, and my glasses on. And when I've got my glasses on, you know, I basically look like a mole. And uh, the doorbell rings. Anyway, it's about nine o'clock on a whatever Saturday morning. And I think, oh, well, I'll just answer that. It's probably whoever it is. I opened the door and Sammy Lee stood there. And I'm like, hello. And sort of scuttle off to the side because as a Liverpool fan, of course, he's got a little piece of my heart. Why did he come round? He came up to pick up my friend's husband, but I didn't, I hadn't put two and two together that he was going to be going off to training and that Sammy Lee was giving him a lift. Hopefully all of you got to watch the Women's World. I know that there's a few people that are watching here that certainly did and enjoyed their run. Um, Kate and I, Hayley, you had to stay behind, didn't you? You were busy. Uh, but we took the Offside Rule podcast <laughs> out to Canada and covered the Women's World Cup and managed to see um, them do so well. We saw them beat Canada, which is probably the most memorable game for us when they beat the host. And then they went on a fantastic run and, and ended up with a bronze medal. Great thing to be there. What you didn't expect to do was see England beat Canada, the host, go out that night for a meal, turn to the table next to you and see the whole of the Canada team and think, do I rub this in? Do I take my opportunity? And of course I did. So I had a photo with some grimacing faces. They were good sports, but the whole of the team were on the table next to us. So that was a, a footballer in strange places. It was more me being in a strange place than strange timing, I think. Yeah. What about Slaven Bilic? He's the rock star manager, isn't he? He's the coolest guy around, covered in tattoos, piercings up his ears, still got piercings in his nose that you can just about see when you interview him, but he just doesn't have that little ring there anymore. He was nearly going to be performing with Iron Maiden in July. This is, this is a true story. Wow. Big, yeah, so he loves a bit of heavy metal. In fact, West Ham could do with a bit of heavy metal in the side right now, couldn't they? But anyway, the founding member of Iron Maiden, Steve Harris, reformed did a gig. He actually trained for West Ham when he was, when he was a youngster, Steve Harris of Iron Maiden. That is, that is right. And uh, he said, if Billich wants to come on stage and get involved, he can. Unfortunately, it clashed with a pre-season game. That extra focus on pre-season didn't work out too well, though, did I it? No, it didn't. It didn't. What about if you bump into Branislav Ivanovic working in Tesco in Leatherhead? This happened as well. Tesco Leatherhead. Yeah, the busiest day wow. that they ever had. He'd actually teamed up with <laughs> Match Attack football trading cards, but they got him down. He thought, okay, great. This is going to be fab. It's going to be glamorous. I'll sign up to this. This is a good thing to do with kids. Sticker books. We all loved a sticker book, didn't we? With panini sticker books. And he got in touch with the Match Attack guys and Tesco in Leatherhead. I would definitely go. Um, my 30th birthday, which, which Kate was at, Hayley wasn't there. Yeah, I know it's hard to believe, 30, a big 3-0. All oh, those years ago. No, all those years ago. A few years ago. No. Uh, I had a 30th birthday party at Richard Hughes, former Arsenal and Bournemouth. He's got a restaurant in London, and we were there. Kate doesn't even remember this, <laughs> but the whole of the Charlton team were having a team outing that night that I had at my 30th birthday. And I, I mentioned it to Kate in the hotel this morning. She said, I don't even I remember that no at all. I have no recollection of that whatsoever. Who knew that Paul Pogba and Romelu Lu Lukaku were best friends. Lukaku besties. And besties. Spotted playing uh, basketball together in Miami over the sun, uh, summer. Uh, there was the moment that Jamie Vardy was spotted shopping in Costco, which gave us lots of nice headlines. Buy in bulk, especially those Red Bulls. Buy in bulk, yes. yeah, absolutely. I saw a bizarre picture of Aaron Ramsey looking quite aggressive with two elephants. <laughs> I couldn't quite work <laughs> out what it was about, so I had to have a look. Who knew that he's a massive supporter of the World Wildlife Fund? 
And he had gone to a zoo in Colchester, I think, and been photographed with his elephants in commemoration of a pilot who'd been shot down by... There was some poaching story going on. Anyway, this, this kind of very noble wildlife-saving pilot had been shot, so he went to commemorate him at Colchester Zoo. And there's a picture of him kind of almost football-style, going, come on, with a couple of elephants on each side. Wow. That's nice. That was WWF. In, in the wrestling world, it's now WWE, isn't it? I love a bit of WWE. Raw, SmackDown, Royal Rumble. Love all the WWE divas. WWE Bit Raw. Weird. Got a little brother. That's what I blame that on. Well, I actually turned up in Manchester to go and watch WWE. I had no kids with me, nor did John O'Shea or Darren Fletcher, who were a couple of rows behind, a bunch of grown adults watching men fight it out. Bit weird. I shouldn't have maybe admitted to that, but I am a bit of a fan. What about the most exciting team at the moment in terms of glamour? No. Well, Paris Saint-Germain attract a real follow. This isn't football as seen at strange places. It's celebrities being seen at a football match. You do not expect to see at a football match. So some of the blokes listening might know who these women are. Rihanna, she was there. Rihanna. Some of you might Ooh. not, but for the girls, we love Gigi Hadid at the moment and Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner, one of the Kardashian clan, Gigi Hadid and Rihanna just all hanging out at Paris Saint-Germain match. I would love to have put a secret microphone near them to uh, try and understand what they thought was going on. And they weren't wearing Chanel and Prada and whatever else. They were actually in full-on kit. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure people at Soccer X have all spotted footballers in strange places. At Offside Rule Pod is our Twitter account. Now, if you like strange footballing facts, we also do something called the Offside Daily, which is released on our website every single day. Uh, you get five different facts every day. Uh, make sure you go there, offsiderulepodcast.com, and get lots of unique football content. Uh, we have our interactive topic to complete this recording live from Soccer X with Audio Boom, and it is complete. Completing the sentence, I nearly lost it when, dot, dot, dot. I'm going to link this nicely to one of our first answers, which Hayley gave us about Mario Balotelli, because I nearly lost it as a Wolves fan when this summer we were being linked with Balotelli. I got tweets from lots of different followers saying, is there any truth in this? Because they think that I'm the Mecca, yet no one at Wolves tells me anything. And I was like, I just cannot believe that that would happen. We did get taken over, big money, Chinese consortium, but Mar Mario Balotelli turning up at Wolves was never going to happen, was it? Right, I've got a few. I'll go with one of my own before we, we, we hit the, the tweets from you guys who've, who've messaged in. Um, I nearly lost it when Brian McClare didn't lend me a pen to write down the team news when I was about to go live with 30 seconds at a reserve game for Manchester United. He simply turned around and said, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. And I just stood there, not able to write down the formations because I didn't have a pen. Now I carry about 12. In fact, I have these special pens that have the red, <laughs> blue, green, and black all in one. It's a good job you've It'll got that killer memory, out. isn't it? That was, that was really kind of him. I love Brian McClare. I was going to say, you were kind of starting out in your career then, right? And you'd forgotten your pen, and Brian McClare comes in and says, prepare to, or be prepared, prepared to fail. What does he say? Did that put the jitters up you then for a good while after that? I carried around 12 pens. And I have a pencil case with highlighters in it, chewing gum, ev literally everything. And you also gift them because you got me a pencil case. You obviously thought that could happen to Lindsay That's at some right. point and getting her a pencil case. It could really could. I, get a new, I have a new pencil case for the start of the new season, just like at school. Oh. I know. Kate, we were talking about this in the car when we drove up yesterday. I nearly lose it when I tell people what I do for a job and they say, 
do you actually like football then? <laughs> and, you, and, and you just want to kill them. You want to say, no, I don't. I really hate it, actually. I really, really hate football. It's like asking a chef, oh, are you into food? It's like asking a banker, do you love making money? Come on. Do you think blokes get arses? I'm not gonna. No. Have, I'm not gonna go off on a sexism rant here, but you know, everyone, all the all the guys are shaking their heads, going, "No, we don't get asked that." Um, I'm gonna bring it down to a completely different level and take it to this. Hayley McQueen once got me tickets to the Champions League final in 2013, and I nearly lost it when I turned to the seat next to me and it said Bradley Cooper. <gasps> I thought he was gonna be sat next to me, but he didn't turn up. I had to just do with Will Smith the other side. That is so. I couldn't. I was in Vegas watching that, so at least oh. I was somewhere half cool. But I couldn't make it. What a shame. Oh. I think I've got, um, have we got any from our, uh, yeah, our so followers? We, we've, we've got a few. I nearly lost it when David Beckham scored against Greece. I nearly lost it as well. I think I did lose it. Gary Penfold said, I put it in a safe place and couldn't find it. We all do that. But in footballing terms, Tom, Ian Holloway, I nearly lost it when Ian Holloway made any kind of tactical change during his time as Millwall manager. Aidan nearly lost it when Celtic lost 7-0 to Barcelona. Phil tweeted in saying, James Madison scored the winner for Aberdeen yesterday. Got to give a mention to Scottish football. Damien, he said, my wife said she fancied the manager more than me. Regards, yeah, yeah. That could be the problem. <laughs> that could be the problem. Chris, he said... The tickets I bought were for the opponent's end. I'm sure that's happened. I'm sure you'd have just oh, gone anyway. Oh, I bet anyway. so many people have done that. Just go anywhere. You've gone in the wrong end of the football stadium, stood up when your team have scored. Yeah. I, I have to cover West Bromwich Albion quite a bit, and as a Wolves fan, that's crippling for me. Um, I sat there, I, I put a bet on that Iosi Perez would score for Newcastle against West Brom. I'm sat in the West Brom end, and I fist-pumped and regretted it immediately. Immediately. I've got By one the, here yeah. that we've got into the pod account here. Vasant, thank you very much for this. He says he nearly lost it when LVG was still in charge after that dreadful December. I'm sure United fans uh, can relate to that. Andrew, who's in the audience, thank you for this. Thanks for giving us a really good name to produce, uh, to uh, pronounce here. When Shedu uh, Nukmeg Zlatan. Shedu. 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 Thank you. Nutmeg Zlatan for Lille against PSG at the Parc de France. Dare to Zlatan is hashtag. That sounds like an amazing <laughs> moment. I think, I think I would lose it too. He was in the PSG end. Oh, that's uh, a double. If anyone's out there and they want to pop us a tweet, at Offside Rule Pod, in football, I nearly lost it when. It could be funny. It could be disastrous. It could be embarrassing. Giving you another example, because this yeah. summer I did nearly lose it. It's one player that everyone rolls their eyes. I say these names. Um, there's a few of them out there, and you just know that you're going to get a collective sigh of, oh, I nearly lost it when Nicholas Bentner joined Nottingham Forest. He's back. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. We don't need him, do we? Uh, some more tweets into at Offside Raw Pod here. Uh, Charlie Melly says, I nearly lost it when my wife wouldn't let me watch Gary Lineker in his underpants. Now, that's in my I nearly lost it because I didn't want to see Gary Lineker in his underpants. I don't care about seeing um, Gary Lineker. Correction, they weren't underpants, they were boxers. boxers and I, don't, I think he's got off on it a technicality a there. He should have been in white It was just a poor effort and I had no interest in seeing him. I'm, I'm sorry, Gary, no interest whatsoever. I didn't have any interest in seeing it, but at least deliver on the, so on the much, tight so much front. There was so much hype around it. People were making such a big fuss of it. It's just like, ugh, give up. Speaking of boxer shorts, we had Andrew who tweeted saying, I nearly lost it when my teammates kept putting deep heat in my boxers. Ooh. Um, I nearly lost it because I love Mick McCarthy when he kissed me on the cheek on Valentine's Day at Fulham. He's your one true love. He's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> I am really weird. 
who else loves Mick McCarthy like that? Um, I also nearly lost it when the record crowd was announced at the Women's FA Cup final. Almost oh, yeah. 33,000 turned up for Arsenal ladies against Chelsea ladies this summer. And it's one of those moments when you know that progress is being made and you get that little lump in your throat. Yeah. Progr moment. Progress being made when you look at Manchester City not having a women's team just a few seasons ago. And is it me that's going to be saying this is the Manchester United fan in Manchester that Manchester City women have just won the league? They so have just won the WSL title. Congratulations to Manchester City women. WSL champions. That's my WWE voice there. And on the front page of The Guardian as well. So I, I, I salute The Guardian for that one. Another one in here to the pod, Stephen Reeve, thanks for this. Says he nearly lost it when Giggs scored that goal against Arsenal uh, in the FA Cup semi-final, I think. Magic at its best, he says. Thank you very much for that. Um, I nearly lose it when I'm watching a game and someone on my team, someone on my side, someone, a, a fellow fan, does nothing but slag off your team. Mm. Negative, negative football fans in the stands who don't do anything apart from complain about their team really wind me up. If you've not got anything decent to say, fair enough, have a little moan about various incidents, but don't spend the whole game doing it. I'm a very talkative person, but I nearly lose it when. The only time I don't want to talk is when the football is on. That's a good time not to talk to me. So I nearly lose it yeah. when people talk at me all the Lindsay time. Lindsay and I have watched on. football before and she's lost it afterwards, uh, haven't yeah, you? Because yeah, yeah. it's actually mainly England games that we watch a lot of together. Well, I think that's self-explanatory why yeah. I would, might I, lose I, it I, after an England game. I think everyone can share your frustrations there. Mm. Try um, watching a Scotland game, girls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we are nearly done here. Thank you very mm. much for letting us take over the networking cafe here at Soccer X. We have recorded live. This will be released as a podcast as well. Slightly which edited. Will be out. Slightly edited, yeah, all maybe. All the bad bits. <laughs> it's going to be three minutes long. <laughs> uh, at Offside Rule Pod on Twitter. The Offside Rule Podcast.com is our website. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and Audio Boom as well, who've supported this. Uh, I did want to say that, Hayley McQueen, you missed your brilliant opportunity at probably the best joke that we were doing pre. We had topic number two footballers in strange places. And your reaction immediately when we were talking about this earlier was. Middles Middlesbrough's defence at the weekend and most of the season so far. Yeah, Middlesbrough's defence at the weekend. Footballers in strange places. I think we'll leave it there. They are. Yeah. Uh, they are. Um, Kate, Haley, and myself all, thank you very much for listening and paying attention. Thank and also, um, thank you very much again to Audio Boom for helping us do this. And Soccer X, uh, join us for the next podcast, which is in two weeks' time. Bye-bye. The female take on football. Sports Social Podcast Network.